1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It's a Sunday morning, and when I see the handsome faces of Ray and Peter Lance, I know the money guys are in town, folks, here on WBSM, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. It's a pleasure to always be in your company. Is it the money, money wise with the money guys? I like that. You said Diaz. Good morning, Phil. Did you say Buenos Diaz? I did say Buenos Diaz. I took Spanish for a while. Calimerasas. I took Greek for a while. I took uh, French for a while, too. Au revoir. (laughs) No, that's not. (laughs) Bonjour. 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 Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Welcome to Money Wise. You know, every Sunday morning, it really is our pleasure to bring you this very special show called Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Because we are on a mission to educate and teach and to help, most importantly. We really want to show people how you can make improvements in your life, especially when it comes to finances. We're not preachers. We're just money men who understand some of the rules of money. We'd like to teach folks how to do it. Because if you can live better financially, you're going to have a better life. You bet. So good morning to Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good Good morning, morning, Peter. Good morning, buddy. So Peter just celebrated a birthday a few days ago, and he always has his birthday in February, and it's a pleasure. So happy birthday again to Peter Lance. Nachis chronia pola. How do you like that? Konnichiwa. Domo arigato. We won't say how old he was when he had his birthday, except... Because it, you know, it, it reflects on me ultimately. But I was, a, I was a child bride. Let's just put it that way. So I'm still fairly young, groom, right? Pete? Groom. <laughs> and it was the single best weather I've ever had on my birthday. My birthday has always been 20 degrees or colder and just nasty weather. Isn't so it was nice? like 60 degrees, and it was wonderful. Love it. Good for you. Well, I'd like to tell you a little story. I had somebody in my office this past week. And as she was leaving, we had been talking about some financial concepts. She said, I don't know why somebody didn't tell me this 10 years ago or 20 years ago. She said, just think about how much money I would have right now if I had known some of these things a while ago. And that's really the most important message we want to tell you folks today. If you want to make changes in your life, you have to make changes in your life. You have to do something. You have to take some action. Right, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. We always say that, and we always you say we don't preach, but we do say often you've got to do something. You've got to start doing something now. It's never too late. And one of the most important things we can learn about in this life, unfortunately, is Social Security. And I will tell you that some of you listening today are probably already collecting Social Security. But what I want to tell you is that even if you're collecting Social Security, there are still some very important things you need to know and you need to learn. For example, Peter, did you know that there's more than 20,000 pages of regulations dealing with Social Security? Well, if it's anything like the IRS, then absolutely I can believe it. That's well, it just grows and grows and grows, doesn't crazy. it? Crazy. So here's a little tip that I want to give to people who may already be collecting Social Security. Did you know that you can go back and look at your earnings record? And if you find out that there are discrepancies in your earnings record, you can correct it. And then Social Security will go back retroactively 
and make up the difference for what you should have been earning. So don't just assume because you're getting your Social Security check, that's it. It's done. It's over. And we have examples of two people, one who worked as a secretary with my father for a long, long time, uh, where that was exactly the case. There were uh, discrepancy with their Social Security statement and benefits and went back and were able to go and get those benefits. Give us an example of how, uh, what kind of a mistake can be made. Well, I'll give you an example, a really good one. We had a gentleman who had come to see us and he said, I don't think I have enough quarters to collect Social Security in the first place. You have to have 40 quarters, which is basically 10 years of paying into Social Security. And he didn't have enough quarters. Social Security told him he didn't have enough quarters. He said, you know, but I was in the Air Force, and I'm not sure that they ever counted the years I was in the Air Force. And I said, did you pay into Social Security? And he said, I think I did. I said, well, let's go get your military discharge form, your DD-214, and then when you get that, bring that down to Social Security and find out. So what he found out was he spent four years in the Air Force. He had paid into Social Security. Social Security had not picked up that earnings record. Wow. And simply by doing that, it gave him the necessary more than 40 quarters, and now he collects Social Security. And gosh, that was probably 10 years ago when I talked to him. So for 10 years, at least, he's been able to collect Social Security. It's not a huge amount because he didn't pay a lot in. But at least he's getting something. Sure. And he would have gotten nothing if we had not had that conversation. You bet. Yeah. So don't assume that because what you're getting now is uh, your Social Security check, that's all you're going to get. They do make errors. They do make mistakes. And we have had other people go back and correct their records. And it's worth taking a look at. If you can get more money, why wouldn't you do it? Do you do this online, Ray? You can do it some of it online, yes, okay. but it also means you have to go back a little bit and look at your old employment records. Maybe you might want to look for a um, former employer and look at some of your earnings histories there. And But it's, it's worth the effort to do sure. it. If you can make more money, why wouldn't you do it? You bet. And that's one of the things that I do on a fairly regular basis is analyze people's Social Security benefits. Uh, and it's a little time-consuming, but uh, it's not a terrible process uh, and it really can help people and some people's situations can be very complicated or, or uh, difficult when they have worked somewhere where they've received a pension and didn't pay into Social Security but then they work somewhere else where they paid into Social Security uh, they're gonna still get a uh, Social Security benefit but that might be offset by the amount of the pension so here's some questions to ask you do you know what the best time is to apply for Social Security? Do you know how survivor and spousal benefits work? Do you know how you can minimize taxes on Social Security benefits? And very importantly, do you know how to coordinate Social Security amounts with other sources of retirement income? And then lastly, how can you maximize Social Security benefits? Well, if some of these questions uh, deserve answers and you would like to know some information about how they apply to you, what you need to do is to come to a special retirement seminar, and the topic is Social Security Basics. We're also going to talk about some retirement income tips, including the new tax rules. Then there's going to be a segment at the end on estate and trust planning. Love it. When is this going to be? Well, it's going to be on 
March 13th, 15th, 17th, and 20th. It's a Tuesday, a Thursday, a Saturday, and the following Tuesday. We're going to be at the Southworth Library. We're going to be at the Century House. We're going to be in our own offices on Fonts Corner Road, 352 Fonts Corner Road. And we're going to be at White's of Westport. So if you want to know more about Social Security basics and retirement income tips, call and make a reservation. We do require reservations. Yes. And maybe a little later on in the program, you can give us what times yep. we'll for each later. one of the venues. Yeah. But give us a call at 508-998-8800. I would have loved to have been there, but I'm going to be in, uh, in Fort Myers on that Tuesday, the 13th. Well, we'll tape it for you. Oh, that would be great. You know, yeah. that's a good idea. Maybe we'll tape it so somebody can't make it. What a We'll Super give them the tape. Yeah. Barry Richard was talking about just the very questions that you're bringing up for your seminars. Well, you know, these are the, some of the most very important decisions we make in life, mm -hmm. um, other than perhaps getting married or something like that. Right. So here's what Groucho Marx said about marriage. <laughs> marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? <laughs> He was, he was a great character. Dun, da, dun, da, da, dun. Who was that? Dun, ba, dun, Groucho dun, ba, Marx. Dun, dun. You know who Groucho Marx is? Yes, of course. You bet so, your life. <laughs> Peter, you can read that one. No, let's not read that one. I'm going to read this one. All right. Groucho Marx once said, I remember the first time I had sex. I kept the receipt. Quack, quack. That duck just came down. <laughs> I kept the receipt. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, Groucho Marx was a character with his cigar and everything else. Well, anyway, let's, let's move on to our topic today. Because, ladies and gentlemen, today what Peter and I are going to talk about is retirement risks. Oh, I, f I forgot, uh, Pete. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to call you Peter anymore on the radio. You want to be called Pete. I didn't have a discussion with you off air. I just said you're the only one that calls me Peter other than Mom. When she's I angry. never had a discussion with you about that. <laughs> oh, I thought that uh, I thought you had talked about it on the air once. Maybe on the air, but not off air. <laughs> oh, all right. I have to figure that one out. All right. Well, we're going to talk about retirement risks because retirement really is a risky business. There's risks of inflation, longevity. I mean, why would you think it's a risk, Pete? If you're going to live too long, I mean, that's a wonderful thing, right? To live as long as you can and live a really long time. Well, you might run out of money. Well, exactly. So that's the retirement risk. You might also lose everyone else around you. <laughs> well, that it's happens actually, too. No, I've, I've had many people over the years who said that all their family and their friends and their relatives have passed on. Sure. They're the last that are left. But longevity risk is very important. And it's especially relevant today because everybody's living longer. We're all living longer. I'm now the age a little bit older than my father was when he died. So, and my grandfather lived about, oh, maybe 12 or 15 years longer than how, I am how right old now. How he when he passed? My dad died at the age of 73. Mm -hmm. Very young. He was 20 years in the Marine Corps. Who knows what he was exposed to in World War II in the Pacific and chemicals in Korea. But he also uh, smoked his entire life. Yep. And he also drank too much alcohol. Mm -hmm. and he was just a rough, tough guy, and that wasn't going to bother him. But it does. It. Yeah. it does catch up with you, doesn't it? Sure, it does. That's maybe why Billy Graham passed away this week. 99. 99. Yep. Huh? I, I was amazed to learn that because I thought he had already passed away. No, but I think I better start reading the Bible more. Well, 
let's see, it could be that or it could be all the presidents and politicians he got to hang around with. Yeah, Maybe every one of them. Had something to do with it. Every one of them since Truman. Is that amazing? But I heard a very interesting quote about Billy Graham on the news when I heard this story. Uh, somebody said that um, they told him once, well, you're a great counselor and advisor to the president. He says, no. He says, I don't advise presidents. I just pray with them. That's very, I thought that was cool. a really interesting remark. Very, very, very nice. Yeah, so, I like that. He knew what his uh, position was. But, no, he was a great man. Um, I guess he was, what, Southern Baptist, I think? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly, yes. But a great speaker, a great preacher. Yes. Yep. Who's, Good man. Who's the big famous preacher that just had a stroke recently? Gee, I don't know that one. Uh, it's very recent, within like the last few weeks. Uh, wow. I forgot, a big famous preacher, but he's a little bit uh, out there. And he used to say that uh, having a stroke was a sign that you sin. Oh. And now he had a stroke. <laughs> I don't know. He's one of those people that you know has real extreme theories about... Not Jimmy Swaggart. I don't remember. I just remember hearing about <laughs> it and thinking how ironic it was. Well, I'm not sure I need to know his name <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about retirement risk. We're talking about longevity. We are all, after all, living longer. Mm-hmm. Medical advances. We're much more conscious of our health these days. I do a fair amount of exercising. I'm very careful to watch what I eat most of the time. <laughs> you got to cheat once in a while. Well, That's right. So, but what that also means is that the average retirement age is rising. I mean, look at people like Tony Bennett. He's... He's in his 90s, and he's he still singing, still has a great voice, yeah. gets to hang out with some attractive people. Um, he's, he's a good example of somebody who's living long and living well. Elton John just said he's going to no longer tour right. after he goes and does a three-year uh, three tour starting soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after his three-year tour. After his three-year tour, okay. Well, let me tell you why uh, living longer is a problem, because... Right now, statistically, it's estimated that one half of all working age households, those who are working today, will not be able to maintain their standard of living in retirement. One half. So one half of everybody listening today, if you're working, you're not going to be able to maintain the same standard of living when you retire. And what actually this article is encouraging people to do is to basically work longer. And one of the things that we've always said with regards to Social Security is if you absolutely need to start taking it at 62, then, hey, you need to. But if there's any way to delay it, uh, you're going uh, to get a much higher benefit uh, every year that you delay it. Now, how do you uh, counter that argument mm-hmm. with folks who call into the radio station and say, you know, I, uh, I made uh, $65,000 starting at 62, and I never would be able to make up that amount of money had I not started collecting uh, early. How do you counter that uh, argument now? So you're talking about Social Security then yes. when you're asking that question. Right. Because you can actually go on the computer, you can do it yourself, we can do it for you, and you can say, if I start collecting at age 62, how long do I have to live before I would make more money if I waited until I was 66 or 60 or 70? Okay. So let's take age 66, for example. Some people say, well, if I wait until age 66 to collect, 
then there's four years that I didn't get money. Correct. And so I'm cheating myself out of four years of Social Security payments. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do the math. Um, Social Security has a calculator as well on their website, socialsecurity.gov. And when you look at that, it tells you exactly if you wait until age 66 and you collect this amount of money, how long do you have to live before you'd make up that four years' worth of difference and reach break-even point? And now you're going to be making more because you started collecting at a higher amount at a later age. Interesting. So they can tell you. And the age varies. For some people, it's as old as age 87. Mm -hmm. But there are many other things you need to look at when you're trying to make that decision. The interesting fact about this, Phil, is that about 50% of all Americans collect at age 62. Really? 50%. Because they don't know any better. They just automatically think, hey, this is free money for me. I've earned it. I want to start collecting. But in fact, if they live longer, they're going to make up much better by waiting longer. It's 2% a year. So, you know, if you wait four years, it's 8%. If you wait uh, eight years, it's 16%. So Yeah, actually the difference between age 62 and age 66 is 7% a year higher you will collect. And it, one of the things that you do have to take into consideration, and I think that we've talked about this before, is that some people might not have a high life expectancy. They might have a high um, yep, good you know, risk in their family for cancer or for dementia, or they themselves might not be uh, in the best of health. So in a situation like that, we might recommend that they start taking it at 62. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a bunch of factors. And as Pete said, longevity is one of them. If you don't have good genes in your family, and your family typically tends to die at 65 or 70 or 75, you may as well probably start collecting at age 62. If you have health issues, you may not want to wait longer because now you're going to be cheating yourself of money that you won't collect. So it's going to be different for every single person. Every person that walks on our door is a unique and individual person and therefore a unique and individual case. So it's uh, not one size fits all by any means. But the other thing is, uh, so I said from age 62 to age 66, the amount that you're going to collect every year goes up by 7% a year for each of those four years. Once you reach age 66, if you can wait until age 70, now it goes up 8% a year. And it's like getting an 8% return on your money. Mm-hmm. When you really, and really you'd have to live pretty long. And what would you say, in the late 80s? Mid-80s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But okay. increasingly, we're all living to be we that are. age. No, you're right. And so then you have to be concerned about the inflation risk. Um, let's see. There's one other point you want to mention. Oh, I know. Here's another factor you need to think about. If you want to take Social Security early, let's say that your husband and wife, you're the same age. You're both 62. And maybe the wife is still working. The husband retired at age 62. And he says, well, I'm going to collect Social Security But his check is larger than his wife's check, for example, which is often the case uh, because of gender differences in our country. So if he dies six years later, he has a lower check, and that's the check that his wife is now going to inherit. So if you're a single person, it's much easier to make the call about what age should you collect. But the minute you're in a married couple situation, now you need to think, if you collect too early and you're collecting a low ball amount and then you die, 
your surviving spouse is going to collect that lowball amount How also. interesting. So you got to be thinking about the other spouse when you're making this decision. Are you and going that, to talk about this at your seminars? Yes. Oh, this is good. And that goes for uh, pension benefits as well. A lot of people don't really understand the difference between option A, option B, option C. So uh, you have to really consider that and, and weigh in each one if you do have a spouse. Do you allow questions and answers during your seminars? We usually wait until the end of yep, the presentation, sure. but absolutely we do questions and answers. Very we usually good. stick around for a good 20 minutes because people have so many questions after. Oh, that's awesome. You know, we enjoy this stuff. It's, it's fascinating <coughs> subjects, and um, I have to tell you that one of the other things that Groucho Marx, my friend, once said is, anyone who says he can see through women is missing a lot. <laughs> Think about that one for a second, Pete. Pete you, is you, not amused. You've moved on from Twain and the Greek philosophers, and now it's going to be Groucho Marx quotes all the time, huh? <laughs> well, no, I've got some interesting quotes on risk, but as I was reading them over again, I was thinking, eh, this is kind of dull. <laughs> we need to get a little Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> in here receipt. to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> so just as a quick reminder, and let's go into a little bit more detail, we are going to be doing some uh, workshops, seminars on Social Security basics and retirement income tips. And then Lance Law is going to come in at the end and do a little bit on estate and trust planning, uh, probably some information about nursing home and Medicaid planning. Sure. These are going to be held on Tuesday, March 13th, Southworth Library, Tuesday, March 15th at the Century House in Acushnet. Saturday, March 17th, which happens to be St. Patrick's Day. And this is going to be at the offices of the uh, USA Wealth Group at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And then finally on Tuesday, March 20th at White's of Westport. That will be in the evening. What time? Um, they're going to be different times. Let's see. The library on the 13th will be 530. Uh, it only goes for about an hour and a half. Thursday at the Century House is going to be both afternoon and evening, 2 o'clock and 6.30. Saturday morning is always going to be 10 o'clock at the law firm and USA Wealth Group, Saturday, March 17th. And then lastly, Whites of Westport, Tuesday, March 20th, will be an evening seminar at 6.30. But please register if you want to go, 508-998-8858. You need to call in and reserve your seat. We need to plan. Some locations have limitations sure. on seating. And it's all free. This yes. is all free, folks. Right. You are going to leave the seminar not only empowered, but feeling so good that you have more knowledge than you did when you walked in. Well, that's true. These are designed to be educational conferences on purpose. So we started out talking about the longevity risk, and from there we talked a little bit about Social Security. And you need to do something. As this story I told at the beginning of the hour, this lady said, I wish I had done some of this 10 years and 20 years ago. I want to give you a quotation from Mark Twain. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones that you did. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Mm-hmm. Mark Twain. One other quick thing I'll say, uh, it's a quote that I would like to mention from my favorite actor of all time. It's certainly one of them. Uh, we have two dogs in our office, and they are both the sweetest dogs, and 
99% of people that walk through the doors are thrilled to see them and they actually want them to come into the room with them and they sit there and pet them the entire time. Comfort dogs. <laughs> and they request them, they ask for them. Uh, but, you know, a few people are afraid of dogs and in that case we just quickly shoo them into a different room and get them away. But some people are just disgusted because they don't like dogs and, and I'm always su surprised by those people. <laughs> so Bill Murray just said, I'm suspicious of people who don't like dogs but I trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. <laughs> well, that's Bill true. Bill Murray. Sort of like politicians when you Th think about that's it. That's right. Oh, good, he had a, good substitute. Well, he, that is another quote that I just read in researching this from Bill Murray. He said, so when we lie to the government, it's a felony, but when the government lies to us, it's politics. <laughs> yep, I like that. It's well, great. Well, we're going to come back in just a minute and talk more about retirement risk, which is our main topic. We're going to go beyond just talking about Longevity, longevity and, and aging, but there are a lot of other things like employment risk, death of a spouse, change in marital status, uh, health needs. We want to talk about some of those things and why they're just as important for planning. So stay tuned. We will be right back and talk about retirement risks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back every Sunday morning at this time to Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. And this morning, you have not only Ray Lance, but you have Peter Lance. Good morning, Peter, again. Good morning again. And Peter, you don't look a day older than you did a few days ago. Thank you. But how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling like... You know, I'm I'm young at heart, and that's all that matters. I had my annual physical recently. I showed my doctor that I can put my, uh, even with my shoes on, I can put my palms basically on the floor. I'm still very flexible, and he said I couldn't put my shoes on if I if they were on my knees. So I was going to ask you if the doctor laughed when you did your physical. <laughs> well, here's a challenge to you, Pete, this morning. Um, I'm going to lose more weight than you, faster than you. Okay. We've done this challenge before, and you've never come out ahead, but <laughs> challenge accepted. I'm doing What's... some very special things right now. We won't go into a lot of detail about it, but I've lost five pounds in four days. What's the prize? Really? I really have. Tell me the secret. I need to know. The prize is uh, we'll go out and have a beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whisper in my ear. I need to lose a few pounds before going down to Florida. I'll give you the information great. immediately after this. Yeah, that's super. You can see this um, great lady. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I'll give you her information. Yeah. I'll probably give her a free plug in just a moment. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing the ideal protein diet. Nice. And I've done it once before. And I'm meeting with her right now once a week. Mm -hmm. And I have an appointment coming up very shortly. And the ideal protein diet. Yes, she's at uh, 41 State Road in Dartmouth. And her name is Dr. Ann. Denoyers, sure. D E S N O Y E R S. Yeah, absolutely. she's very good. She's very helpful. What are you eating? Um, I'm eating some powdered drinks, protein basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lots of water, lots of fluid. Yeah. And so you have to. How much water a day? Uh, Sixty-four ounces, which is like eight eight-ounce glasses. Mm -hmm. And you take some special vitamin supplements so that you're not depleting your body from certain chemicals okay. and things. And you really just have to be very careful. Basically, you're not eating carbs. You're not eating fats. Um, my weakness. Sugars. Don't know sugars. Ray, my weakness. Mine too. I like cheese, and that's my weakness. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, who doesn't like to eat? Right. <laughs> but 
What you need to do is the what they call the Mediterranean diet, which I think some people call the Greek diet, Phil. It is. It's mostly vegetables, though. It's lots of vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I have a salad at lunch. I have a salad at evening. Good. I have a piece of protein in the evening, like fish okay. or chicken or mm -hmm. you know pork or something like that. There's a wide variety of what you can eat. It's not bad tasting. And some of the drinks are prepared. So I have three ideal protein drinks a day. Nice. One of them is a cappuccino drink and a little thing. It's, it's lovely. It's delicious. Mm. Some of the things are not bad. I, I did this diet myself a few years ago, and it's great if you can stick with it. But personally, the amount of foods that I think taste great versus what tastes like uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. It was very small, and I couldn't I couldn't stick with it. Well, as anything else, um, if you want to really achieve something, including weight loss, I think there's a certain amount of discipline. But once you get beyond the phase when you reach your ideal weight that you want to yes. be, what you want to lose, right. like well, I mean, I'm not really overweight. No, but I'd I'd you know I don't like the weight I have in my stomach. Well, I'd, I'd like it. to lose. 20, 22 pounds, something mm -hmm. like that. I would, too. That's my goal. Yeah, I would, I'd like that, too. And so that's what I'm doing. But uh, give good her a call. You. Make an appointment. Nice. Yeah, I would absolutely recommend that. Very, very good. And um, Five pounds in the last four days. That's yep. amazing. I love that. So um, I think that probably by the end of the first week, I'll be down about eight pounds. And I'm just going to continue it. I'm very motivated to do yep. it. I'm exercising a little bit more right now. Diet is 80% of losing weight. Twenty, The other 20% is working out, doing some type of physical activity, but it's mostly diet. And if you can just change your dietary habits, yeah. you know, I've cut way down on cheese and carbs. I hardly ever eat bread anymore. Um, and that's made a huge difference for me. But you have to make a choice sometimes if you really want to accomplish something. Yes, you do. It's not the most comfortable thing. But it works. Yep. Yep. So with that, I'm going to give you a little line from Robert Frost. My favorite poem is called The Road Not Taken. Ah. I've actually recited it from memory on the air just before. The I'm going to just give you a line. Mm -hmm. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Yes. And whether it's eating. You know, I went to, I'll say one more thing about dieting, and then I'm going to get off this topic. This is not what the show is about today, but. Uh, I went to a, a physician a couple of years ago, and I was talking about wanting to lose some weight in my stomach area, and he said, I did it. He says, I lost 18 pounds. I said, what did you do? He says, I gave up carbs and I gave up sweets. Wow. So he didn't do anything special other than right, that. Right, right. But in the end, it really is about what we eat. Of course. Isn't it? Yes. You know, people drink diet soda and think they're doing something. No. No. It's got more chemicals and artificial sweeteners that are bad for you. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Well, you look great. Well, thanks. Keep it up. And I still have my shirt on. You yeah. said at the top of the show, excuse me? No, dead. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I, I, excuse me? <laughs> you still have your shirt on. That's good. Well, Phil, you said at the top of the show that you're staring at two handsome faces, and yes. you just said that he looks good, and I see you're wearing your reading glasses, but I think you need your prescription changed. <laughs> no, he needs, to, he needs to put on his distance glasses is what he needs to do. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. All right, so let's move on. For, talking about retirement risk, we talked about the fact that the age of retirement, the age of living is extending. So real simple, 
if we live longer, we have to be concerned about having enough money to live on. That's a good risk, risk to have. I mean, everybody wants to live a long, healthy life, but uh, that is a risk. You might run out of money. So what happens if you are in a marriage relationship and one spouse dies? Well, let's assume, for example, that husband and wife are both collecting a Social Security check. Most people know that when one spouse dies, the surviving spouse is going to be able to claim the larger of the two checks. But that also means you're going to lose one check. So now when you have one spouse that dies, a change in marital status or divorce, but mostly it's death of a partner, now what you're going to have is you're going to have one less Social Security check. Therefore, you're having less income. So you're going to have to adjust your lifestyle downward if that happens or be prepared for the consequences. Most people, when they retire, you know, if they're used to living a certain way, uh, when they retire, they're going to get a, a much lower income than what they're used to. So the lifestyle change is going to have to take place. And, and that means you might not be eating out as much. You might not be vacationing as much. You might have to cut back on other monthly bills. I mean, even people who receive a pension you know, and Social Security, most people, maximum they're going to see is 80% of what they were earning before they retired. So you've got to try to find a way to uh, fill in that gap if you like to continue living the life that you're living now. So one solution is people could live a little longer. I mean, not, not live a little, work a little longer. Mm-hmm. Instead of retiring at uh, 62 or 65, you could say, no, I'm going to continue to save money and accumulate, and I'm going to work until I'm 70 or even older. And that's a growing trend in this country right now. So that's a possible solution. If you're healthy, you enjoy what you're doing, continue to work. Sure. We haven't mentioned it in uh, this half of the radio show, but we do have some upcoming seminars. Uh, A lot of it's going to be based on Social Security basics and uh, the best time to apply for Social Security, how the uh, benefits work. Uh, And then we're also going to mention uh, a lot at the end with just general retirement income tips, including the new Tax Act rules and what you need to know. Uh, And then differences between uh, Roth IRAs and IRAs and which one you should take first, Social Security or IRAs. Uh, And then basically how to make more money safely with no risk of losing principal. That's what we care most about is that you do not lose any of your principal. And uh, we'll be having those seminars coming up uh, at the Southworth Library in uh, South Dartmouth at the Century House in Akushnet at our office on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth and at Whites of Westport. And those uh, dates are going to be March 13th, March 15th, March 17th, and March 20th. And give us a call at 508-998-8858 if you'd like to make a reservation. So there are other longevity risks. There are other retirement risks, death of a spouse, change in a marital status. What if you have a family member who has unusual needs? Uh, I have a lady who's on this on your radio show sometimes, Phil. I won't mention her name, obviously. Um, she has a daughter who's an adult who had a stroke and can't work. Yes. And what if all of a sudden you have to use the parents' income to help support somebody who's younger because they have a health issue? That's a significant problem today. You know, another quick story. I met with a lady this past week, and... Her house is paid for. She has a small house in New Bedford. Her Social Security income is a total of $1,200 a month. That's it. That's her entire income. And her real estate taxes on her house in New Bedford are $3,600 a year. Oh, my goodness. Actually, it's $3,200 a year. Uh, She pays $800 a quarter. 
That's $3,200. And she said, I just really have a hard time to struggle to do that. Of course. At one point, she put a small equity line in her house to help pay real estate taxes and to do some small repairs. So we talked about some possibilities of maybe doing a reverse mortgage. And long story short, we have a conference next week with her and her daughter to talk about what are some of the options that you have should you sell the house and go someplace else. So here's a risk. If your housing becomes too expensive, what do you do? Should you sell your house, perhaps, and you do a lot of work helping people do that, Peter, but should you sell your house and go live in senior housing, for example, that maybe is subsidized or less affordable? So there are a lot of options that you have to look at. We can help take you through some of those choices, right? Yeah, we uh, we sort of consider ourselves a one-stop shop. And uh, one thing that most of you might not be aware of is that we are both real estate brokers as well. Um, my father for probably 35 years and myself for about 12 years. And uh, I enjoy the real estate side of the business as well. And when I do my market analysis, uh, I typically... Um, go into a little bit further detail than most companies. And in a recent case, I made a client an extra $60,000 on the sale of his house. Yep. Uh, no, that's absolutely something that's really important to do. If you are going to sell a house, you want to make sure you're going to get the best value for it. But, you know, the other thing that we do in our office, we do a lot of work with inflation-protected assets, things which will grow in value. We're going to talk about inflation in just a moment. But... Um, a lot of what we do is things like indexed annuities where you have a return that's much higher than what you can earn in other similar investments without having any principal risk. So the thing that we never want to have somebody do is to risk principal. And inflation risk and interest rate risk, you know, a lot of that is if you've got your money sitting in a bank account or in a money market, you know, or a CD where you're earning you know, 1% or less, then you're not keeping up with inflation. You're really not doing yourself a, a good service uh, for you or for your retirement. So here's some important ways that inflation can impact your retirement plan. Number one, you can't buy as much. Do you know, even two weeks ago, I was sitting down talking with one of the employees in the office, and she said, I notice it every week when I go buy groceries in the grocery store. It's more expensive now than it used to be. Sure. That's inflation, folks. Yeah, and uh, that's actually tracked uh, monthly. It's called the Consumer Price Index, the CPI. And basically what it does is it has a basket of goods and how much that entire basket of goods costs one month to the next. And right now the CPI is rising. Yes, it is. Um, and you're looking at a rate of inflation of Close to 2%. Um, I checked it last only about a month ago, I guess. It was about 1.9%. What that means is that, for example, if you've got money in the bank and you're not making at least the rate of inflation, you're losing money. Mm -hmm. And you're paying taxes on what little money you make as well. Now, so, a lot of people probably think that the economy is doing really well right now, and it's certainly better than it was a few years ago. Um, the stock market certainly has done pretty well. Um, recently, it's had its ups and downs. It did very well for a year and a half or so. Um, but a new report said that the CPI is rising faster than expected and that consumer spending is actually down. And they were surprised that the con consumer spending was down. Well, you know, the interesting thing, Pete, the reason that a lot of economists say that the stock market went down as drastically as it did just a short while ago was because of concerns about inflation. Because if inflation goes up, that means bond prices are going to go up in value. 
the interest rates on bonds are going to have to go up a little bit, and that means stocks will fall down accordingly. So that's one of the reasons it triggered the stock market. But this is not the average person that does this. This is people who are investors and you know actively in the stock market and that sort of a thing. But let me just say a couple of quick things about inflation. So you can't buy as much. Your standard of living goes down. You start pinching your pennies more. You don't eat as well. It may give a small boost to Social Security, which is a positive sign because Social Security amounts are based upon uh, inflation. It may cause people to delay retiring because their money isn't going to buy as much as it used to. And some kinds of investments are going to make sense. Some are going to be more unpredictable. We can help guide you through some of that. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. So I'm going to ask the question to anybody listening today. Do you think it costs more to buy things than it used to buy things even a year ago? And the answer, obviously, is yes, it costs a lot more. Um, interest. Well, go ahead. I was going to say the, the question that is always asked at our seminars is, do you think that our taxes will be higher or lower when you go to retire? Well, right now taxes are slightly lower because tax brackets have gone down starting in 2018 for individuals. But guess what? That's only a five-year temporary situation. Then they go back up again. So do you want to be retired in the middle of that? You know, sometimes you have to take a chance and look at options and things you can choose. Jimmy Carter once said, one of our uh, presidents, I always enjoyed Jimmy Carter. He said, go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. <laughs> Not a good saying, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. And then one of my other favorites is Tony Robbins. He's a very popular motivational speaker. He said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And I never knew who said that before until recently. I've used it, but Tony Robbins said that. All these wonderful quotes. How about this one? Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. That's right. How about <laughs> two roads diverged in the yellow wood? <laughs> no, we won't go there. I've got some very long quotes from Teddy Roosevelt, but uh, I'm not going to go into it. It's a, sort of a motivational quote. But I like Rodney Dangerfield better anyway. Don't you like Rodney Dangerfield better, Pete? Uh, he was one of the great ones. We'll see if we can find something that's clean and worthy that we can use on the air. Some worthy is not a, a hard thing to do. It's going to be whether we can find a clean one. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about some more risks. So I wonder how many people listening have a stock market risk. Gosh, the stock market has been really volatile. So our philosophy in our office is when you go into retirement, you don't want to go in with a large part of your portfolio or your assets in stocks, and that includes mutual funds because there's volatility, and we've witnessed a lot of that lately. So, uh, go ahead. You no, I, say, wasn't, I, I wasn't. Oh, no. I have to give you a Rodney Dangerfield quote. Can I tell you this is a clean one? Rodney Dangerfield once said, I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of heat for that one. Oh. <laughs> well, let's give people a quick reminder about the uh, seminars that are coming up in March. This is in the midst of March. The Ides of March is March 15th, by it the way. Is. Where does the Ides of March come from, Pete? Do you know? I have no clue. I am not Irish. Julius Caesar. 
the forecast. Shakespeare. Uh, mm. I, not, you, you're Beware holding something the eyes of March. Irish and St. Patrick's Day is coming up, so I thought you were talking about something with relation to that. It was no, so, a prophecy. Yes, it was. Yeah. Because then um, he got done in. <laughs> well, um, I want to just say a quick thank you to Peter for participating in the show today. I'm going to wrap up a few things, but um, Peter has to make a short exit soon, right? I do. I need to go and pick up my son. There you go. Tell everybody you love him. Family comes first. Uh, he's not going to be listening to this. <laughs> I love you, Nathan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, come join us at one of our seminars. We're going to be talking about Social Security basics. What's the best time to apply for Social Security? Most importantly, how can you maximize Social Security benefits? Tuesday, March 13th, Southworth Library, 5.30 p.m. before dinner. Century House, Thursday, March 15th, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 6.30 in the afternoon. And then again on Saturday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. This will be at the office of USA Wealth Group at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And then lastly, on Tuesday, March 20th at Whites of Westport, 6.30 in the evening. If you call at 508-998-8858, someone will be happy to take a reservation. You know, there's so much to learn. You just can't know it all. No. And this is what Peter and I and all of our staff do at our office. We focus on how can we make more money? How can we protect people's money? How can we protect your family? Lots of good retirement income tips and especially Social Security. Yes. I don't have any concerns that Social Security will be eliminated. I'm more concerned about Medicare being tink tinkered with and costing more money. They already are. And that's a really significant risk that we have. Sure. So most people know that they have fixed income perhaps coming in during retirement. They're going to have Social Security. Maybe they'll have a small pension. They'll have some regular sources of retirement income. But what about inflation? Social Security increases will never keep pace with the rate of inflation. It simply won't. And what if everything else along the way is costing you more money? Your food, your gasoline in your car, to buy a car, whatever it costs. That's inflation. That's going to cost you a lot more money. So we need to be concerned about those things. We need to make sure that when you think about re retirement risks, that you're doing everything you can to make sure you have some kind of a cushion. We're not even talking today about what if you want to leave a benefit to your family? What if you want to leave a house to your children, for example, because you've worked all your life for it? So in order to make sure that you're not going to have a retirement problem, what you really need to do is plan. And that's what we do. That's what we can help you with. Phil, do you think it would be appropriate if I gave something um, pithy from Rodney Dangerfield? Absolutely. Here's one that's not too bad from Rodney Dangerfield. My wife was afraid of the dark. Then she saw me naked, and now she's afraid of the light. <laughs> I like that one. I get no respect. I get no respect. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to give you one more Rodney Dangerfield quotation to uh, end the day today. Okay. And um, <laughs> he said, a girl phoned me the other day and said, Come on over. There's nobody home. I went over. Nobody was home. 
I like I liked Rodney Dangerfield. Great sense of humor. I probably appreciate him more now than I did before. Yep, sure. So let me ask, ladies and gentlemen, do you think about things like your finances? Do you wish you had started something sooner? It's not ever too late to do something, to do something to plan. But if you have concern about running out of money yourself in retirement, or if you have concerns about whether you're going to have enough funds to take care of somebody in your family, you need to do some planning. Come to one of the seminars we've talked about. Yes. We had a really unusual case the other day. It was at one of the Medicaid seminars that Tenney did. A gentleman came in. He's looking to sell his mother's house. It has a Medicaid lien on it. And he said, just sell it. He says, sell it. All the money's going to go to Mass Health, to the state of Massachusetts. I'm not going to get a penny out of it. And basically, we said, well, well, let's find out if there's something we can do. I said, what's the amount of the Medicaid lien that's on the house? And it was $2.3 million. Can you imagine? No. I mean, these are serious things. So you need to plan. You need to take some action. You bet. Nobody wants to end up like that. Wow. You need to save more money. If you Mm -hmm. can take an opportunity to do something to put more money aside, we can show you ways to do that. We sit down and analyze everybody's situation. Everybody's different. And we can help you do that. You bet. And don't believe that you have the facts, folks. You listen to talk radio and you you hear people calling in. A lot of information is not 100% accurate. This is why they should go to your seminars and get the real deal. Yep. Don't necessarily quit too early. Most importantly, create an action plan for retirement. That's what we do. That's what we're going to help you do. So give us a call at 508-998-8858 and make a reservation to an event that's going to help you have a safer retirement future. That's right. Thank you for listening. We will talk with you soon. 